This is Sunday morning worship service here at the Pine Low Pentecostal Union's Church. This is September the 3rd, 2023. Pastor Pharaoh Hardison bringing the message today, God's Unlikely Hero, Part 6. We'll finish up the series today and start a new one next Sunday morning. So be a part of that as well. Hope everyone's having a great holiday weekend on this Labor Day. We'll start our service now with the praise team and the Pine Level Pentecostal Union's Church Choir. Here's David. Amen. Let's start out singing, Come On and Praise the Lord. Come on and praise the Lord, all ye people. Come on and shout aloud His praises to proclaim. Let every tribe and nation with love and adoration praise His holy name.
team today as we normally do. <laughs> Y'all remember my daughter too that usually stands beside of me. She heard it, had her gallbladder taken out uh, Thursday. So uh, just keep her in your prayers. Uh, she's a lot better than what she was before time. So y'all remember her. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die for So you sacrificed your life So I could be free so I could be whole So I could tell everyone I know You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die for So you sacrificed your life
because I am free, because I am whole, and I would tell everyone I know. I will give you glory because I am free, because I am whole, and I will tell everyone I know. Hallelujah. Glory to the God who changed my life. I will praise you. I will worship you. I will give you glory because I am free, because I am whole, and I will tell everyone I know. You thought I was worth saving, so you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die for You thought I was to die for You thought we were to die for And now
Won't you listen to that heavenly choir Sing the song for the redeemed The crowd's getting so excited It will be more than a dream Well, you might find me running up and down those streets of gold In my brand new body Oh, the hat that's not been told
All right, so good uh, to see all of you. And uh, I tell you, brother, you you do you shine on that on that song, that last one. I'm telling you, I like it. I like that extemporaneous stuff you do. <laughs> and we hear you back there too, drummer boy. We hear you. <laughs> amen, amen. Thank y'all for being here on Labor Day weekend. I really, really do appreciate it. I really do. And I want you to look in the bulletin, if you still got it by you there, and uh, look on, when you open it up, uh, look on the first page down at the bottom, and look at there what y'all gave last Sunday. Isn't that something? That's, amen. Y'all give yourself a hand for obeying the Lord. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being so generous. And we do appreciate it so very much. And I've seen our, I feel like our giving is is picking up and we're doing even better than we were. And so I just want y'all to know I noticed that and, and I say thank you. I appreciate uh, you all trusting the Lord. These are uncertain times. And you could use that as an excuse to to hoard things. But let's be generous. Let's be like Jesus. And you all certainly were last week. And we appreciate that so much. Read your bulletin. Don't forget all the things that are in there. Keep it close by you through the week so you'll know what's going on. This is a really busy time for our church. And so we want to make sure you stay up with what's going on. Got a lot of things happening and a lot of things yet to come. So uh, make sure you stay up with what's going on. Father, we thank you for the privilege of worshiping you by giving our tithe and offering. And we pray that what we give would be given, Lord, um, uh, joyously and with, uh, with great pleasure uh, rather than uh, with fear or doubting that we would give with great joy. The Bible says that we are to give, and, and really that word means hilarious, uh, just a hilarious heart, a, a heart full of joy as we give. We ask you to bless every penny only for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Stay thy 
Temptations lose our power when thou art nigh. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I So true, so true, more than ever, more than ever. With each passing day, we need him more and more. Thank you, Brother Thomas. We appreciate you. Well, we're uh, concluding the series today titled God's Unlikely Heroes or God's Unlikely Hero. We're talking about Gideon. You've been following along. Did I hear a bell ringing? That rings a bell. <clears throat> Talking about Gideon and um, how God used a man who really didn't have much faith in God or himself, but God used him to do great things. So far in this story, here's what Gideon has taught us. Now, uh, let's kind of set up what's going on. Uh, the children of Israel are being attacked year after year after year by the enemy and and in this uh, particular story, uh, the Midianites are mentioned most prevalently as the enemy. There were others, but the uh, Midianites would come and take away their crops. Just about harvest time, the Midianites would come over the hillside and, and take away their crops and take away uh, the things they had worked so hard to produce. And then they would take it back to their land, to their country, and the children of Israel would be less with whatever fell on the ground to live on the next year. And so it's about time for that to happen again. And the Bible tells us in Judges chapter 6 that Gideon is hiding. He's hiding from them. He's trying to hide food from them because he knows they're, they're uh, positioned to come in and take it all away. And while he's there and he's threshing wheat, uh, the Bible says the angel of the Lord shows up. And says to him, Gideon, God is going to make you a mighty man of valor and we're going to put a stop to the enemy taking what you've worked so hard for. How many of you all know the enemy will take your stuff if he can? He'll take your joy. He'll take your material blessings. He will take your health. He will take your relationship with the Lord if you crack the door and let him in. He's come to steal, kill, and destroy. So... God speaks to Gideon, and we've learned in the sermons that we've already preached, uh, we've learned some lessons that we can apply to our life today. And the first one's very important, and that is that God uses ordinary people. Who's glad about that? I am too, because I'm an ordinary fellow. I'm just an old country boy from eastern North Carolina is what I am. And uh, uh, God has used me, and I thank the Lord that he uses ordinary people. As a matter of fact, Paul said, and, and we won't go over that, we won't go to the scripture, but Paul said he don't usually pick the mighty. God doesn't usually choose the, the royalty, the powerful, the noble. 
But God chooses those who are not. In other words, those who not many people know and they don't have some big famous reputation. He said they're the kind of people God chooses because God likes to do extraordinary things through ordinary people so he will get all the glory. That's why. He wants the glory and he deserves the glory. Then we found out that uh, God uses holy people. God uses sanctified people. What did uh, God tell uh, Gideon to tell the people? I want you to tear down the altars that you, or tear down the idols that you had built up. Uh, Can you imagine God's people, listen to this, how people are. God's people actually turned to the idols and the gods of the Midianites. The very ones who were uh, coming to take away what they had worked so hard for. The children of Israel had actually begun to worship their gods. Uh, That's uh, almost uh, too hard to believe, but that's what happened. And God said, Gideon, I'm going to bless you and I'm going to bless Israel and and you're going to overcome the Midianites, but one of the things you got to do is get holy. Y'all got to get holy, get sanctified, so I want you to tear down every idol. And then in the place of those idols, he said, I want you to build some altars to me. I want you to build altars to me. And so God's telling us that. I believe that's what God is saying to Pharaoh Hardison. Pharaoh, if there's an idol in your life, tear it down and put an altar of prayer and praise and worship to me in its place. Amen. The third thing we learned that was God uh, was that God uses courageous people. You know, uh, fearfulness fits you for failure and not for fighting. And so we looked at how God uh, tried to encourage them and give them courage to do the work that needed to be done. Then last Sunday, we said that God uses vigilant people or alert people or or people who are are, uh, observant, who are paying attention. Remember, he said, I want you to send the uh, soldiers down to the water. And the ones that stick their face in the water to drink, you don't want them. And the ones who put their hand in the water and bring it up to their mouth, they're the ones you want. Now I want y'all to remember in the beginning of this thing, when Gideon put out the decree, he said, I want any man who will come and and help me fight, he said, I want you to come. And 32,000 showed up. And the Lord said, well, that's too many. He said, so Gideon, tell tell them that everybody who's afraid can go on back home. And y'all know what I said before. 22,000 ran over Gideon going back to their house. Left him with 10,000. You say, well, that's not bad. Well, you'll you'll know why 10,000 wasn't very many in just a minute when we get into today's message. But the Lord said, that's too many. And and so that's when he did the, the water, told him to go down and drink. And he whittled them down to 300. So in this story, we got 300 men left to fight this battle against the vast army of the Midianites. And that brings us to where we are today. And the final thing I want to tell you is that God doesn't only choose ordinary people. He doesn't only choose holy people. He doesn't only use courageous people. God doesn't only use vigilant people, but God can use you 
when you're filled with faith. God uses faith-filled people. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord, help my unbelief. Build my faith in you and in your word and in your promises. Let me tell you something. And I put myself in this group too. I need stronger faith. I need more faith. I need my faith to be built up. And folks, I don't know if you see what I see going on in our world, but if you've ever needed faith, you need it today. You need faith. So I want you, as you listen to this message this morning, I want you to be praying through it and say, Lord, give me that faith. Build my faith up, Lord, that I might face whatever the enemy would bring before me. So we're in Judges chapter 7 today, and the scriptures are going to come up on the screen, but you can follow along in your Bible if you'd like to. Judges chapter 7. Judges is uh, in the Old Testament. It's about five books over, I believe, five or six books over from the beginning of the Bible. You'll find Judges. Judges chapter 7. Verses 9 through 15. Let's look at verse 9. Now now follow with me. You're going to need to follow with me and stay with me today or you're going to miss some of the good things that are in this sermon, that are in this passage. It happened on the same night that the Lord said to him, in other words, the Lord speaking to Gideon, said to Gideon, God God talks to us. God will talk to us. Amen. What's the main way God talks to us? The Bible. The Bible. Listen to me. Quit, Quit sitting around waiting for the audible voice of God when he's wrote a book that thick and every word of it is his word. You get in the word and God will give you the meaning and he will give you a word out of that word. But he never gives an extra word beyond the word of God. In the Word of God is everything we need to know. And so study the Word of God and He will help you understand the meaning. Three things uh, to understand when you're studying the Bible. What did it mean then? What does it mean now? And what is God saying to me personally? So when you study the Bible, say, well, what what did it mean then when it was wrote? What is the situation? What's God saying at that time? What did it mean? What does it mean uh, uh, now in our modern day? And then what is God saying to me personally? If you want God to talk to you, get in your Bible. Get in your Bible and God will talk to you. And God talked to Gideon here and he says, Gideon, arise. Arise. That's a good word, isn't it? Arise and go down against the camp. In other words, don't wait for the enemy to come get you. You go to the enemy. You go to their camp. Instead of sitting there like the old song we used to sing, Hold the fort till Jesus comes. Uh, some people talk about how some of the new worship music is not biblically based. I want you to know that hymn's not very biblically based. God don't tell us to hold the fort. God says to charge the enemy. Amen? He says, Arise, Gideon, and go down to the enemy's camp, for I have delivered it, not will deliver, but have delivered. In other words, Gideon, the battle's already fought and the battle's already won. I've already won the battle for you. All you got to do is follow my instructions. 
He didn't say, I'm going to deliver them. He said, I have delivered them. Do you see that in your Bible? You see that on the screen? He says, uh, go down to the camp. Uh, he said, uh, I have delivered it into your hand, verse 10. But if you are afraid to go down, go down uh, to the camp with Pura. In other words, if you're a little nervous about going down there by yourself, take Pura with you, your servant. And look at verse 11, because this is really important, y'all. He said, and when you get down there in the camp, Gideon, you're going to hear something. You're going to hear a conversation, Gideon, that's going to give you faith. He said, and you shall hear what they, the enemy, say. And afterward, your hands shall be strengthened. In other words, what you hear is going to give you faith, brother. You're going to feel lifted up. You're going to feel blessed. You're going to feel confident. You're going to feel strengthened to go down against the camp or against the enemy. I love that in verse 10 he said, Now Gideon, if you're afraid, you go take Pura with you. Look at verse 11. Uh, last sentence in verse 11. Then he went down with Pura. So, so I just think that's kind of funny. He says, now Gideon, you can go. You don't need Pura. But if you're a little afraid, you take Pura with you. And then the next verse says he took Pura. Amen. I probably would have too. Amen. He says, then he went down with Pura, his servant, to the outpost of the armed men who were in the camp. So, so uh, I don't know what you see. I, I envision things when I'm reading the Bible. I get pictures in my mind. And, and I just see maybe just so many tents as far as the eye can see. And the soldiers are in their tents. And, and uh, so, so Gideon and Pura, they're sneaking down there. They're sneaking down. and They're going into the enemy's camp. In case you all wonder what I'm doing, I'm sneaking. They're sneaking down. They're sneaking down there, trying to be quiet. And they get down in the camp, and look what happened. Look, verse 12. Now the Midianites and the Amalekites, all the people of the east, were lying in the valley, look at this, as numerous as locusts. How many men did Gideon have? 300. And how many men has the enemy got? How many soldiers? So many you can't count them. They're like grasshoppers. They're like a field of, of grasshoppers, as numerous as locusts, and their camels, just their camels alone, were without number. You couldn't count them as the sand by the seashore in multitude. You know what? If I saw that, I'd say, Lord, I'm going to need some faith. I'm going to need my faith built up. Look at verse 13. And when Gideon had come, there was a man one of the soldiers of the Midianites, telling a dream. He's telling them about a dream. He's talking to one of the other Midianite soldiers, and he's saying, he's saying, I'm going to put this in. Have you all ever bought my paraphrase of the Bible? Because I'm about to give you some of it right here. He's like, dude, I had a dream. I, I had a, dude, I'm going to tell you something. I must have ate too much collard greens before I went to bed last night because I had a dream, and I want to tell you about my dream. Now look. Gideon and Pura are right outside the tent. And they're listening to this conversation between, uh, between the Midianite to the other Midianite soldier. He says, I want you to know that I had a dream. Uh, there, um, and he said, 
I've had a dream. To my surprise, listen to this now. To my surprise, a loaf of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian. He said, now in my dream, I, I see our camp like it is, all these tents and camels and soldiers. He said, and all of a sudden, a big old loaf of barley bread. Y'all ever had the crazy dream? Who's ever had crazy dreams? Uh, especially some medicine you take. And uh, uh, that, he said, I saw a big old loaf of barley bread coming down out of the mountain, and it hit our tents, and it hit our uh, uh, campment, and it just tore everything all to pieces. Now, that's the Pharaoh Hardison version. Let's look what he said. He said, to my surprise, a loaf of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian. It came to a tent and struck it so that it fell and overturned and the tent collapsed. Then his companion answered and said, well, this is nothing in the world but the sword of Gideon. He said, that loaf of bread coming down out of that mountain is the sword of Gideon. The son of Joash, a man of Israel. Into his hands, Gideon's hands, God has already, what did he say? What did the Lord say back there when I was reading the other scripture? God's already delivered Midian and the whole camp into the arms of Gideon. Now that's the Midianites. That's what they've been shown. And then in verse 15, look what it says. And so it was, when Gideon heard the telling of the dream. And it's, and it's interpretation that he worshipped. Now, he couldn't worship loud. How many of y'all know sometimes you can worship loud? But, and, and, but then sometimes you got to worship quiet. I'll tell y'all a funny story. The first church in Goldsboro. The first church in Goldsboro. You know, they're, they're the big fancy church. <laughs> I hope Billy listens to my sermon hears that. You know, but one time they had a choir that was so good that they made an album. Their choir made an album, and they, and they, were, they were good. It was a great choir. But um, uh, Brother Doug Bartlett that just passed away, our bishop that just passed away, his brother, what was his name, Billy? The one in California that, yeah, Charles. Uh, he was leading the choir, and, and they were at the recording studio, and Charles said, now look, y'all. I know we're Pentecostals. He said, and I know we love it when the Holy Ghost moves. He said, but if the Holy Ghost moves on you while we're taping this song in the studio, he said, just do like this. <laughs> Don't say nothing. Don't make no noise. He said, once they turn the recorder off, let it fly. He said, but when we're recording, you just do like that. And I, I heard that story. I just thought that was so funny. And uh, I think it goes along with our sermon because the Bible says that Gideon worshiped. Now, he's right outside that tent. So I know he didn't go, hallelujah, glory to God. I think he went. When he heard that good news, when he heard that good news, I think he just kind of lifted his hands and went. Because he didn't want to wake up the whole crowd. There it is in verse 15. Gideon heard the telling of the dream. And he heard the other fellow tell what it meant. And he worshipped, had him a worship time. He returned to the camp of Israel and said, Men and women of Israel, arise. 
For the Lord has delivered the camp of Midian already into our hands. Now I want you to listen to me. I want you to listen to me. God saw, and I want you to think about your life. God saw that the people of God, and Gideon especially because he's the leader, needed confidence. He knew they needed some confidence. He knew they needed to be strengthened. And God said, I know what I'll do. I'll dream a dream. I'll send a dream through this man. And I'll give his friend the interpretation. And I'll fix it where Gideon and Pura hear that dream and go back and tell it. Now, you say, well, preacher, I mean, that, that loaf of barley bread coming down out of the mountain. I mean, what did that mean? Here's what that meant. Barley bread was the cheapest, worst bread that you could make. Um, People who had any means back then never ate barley bread. As a matter of fact, barley bread was often used to feed the animals. It was just a very coarse, very cheap kind of bread. But see... That's how the Midianites saw Gideon. They thought, he's nobody. He ain't worth nothing. Gideon ain't got anything on us. And Gideon, remember what Gideon said when the Lord was calling him to do this work. Remember, Gideon said, Lord, I'm, I'm, a, I'm from the worst tribe. He said, and my family's the worst family in the tribe, and I'm the runt of my family. I mean, of all the people you pick, why in the world would you pick me? And so God, God knew that was the perception. And God said, so I want that fellow not to see some delicious bread that, that's expensive. I want him to see that barley bread come down out of that mountain and let them know that God uses what the world rejects. God uses what the world would look at and say, that's worth nothing. Got no place for that in my life. Got no place for that in society. Got no place for that. They they need to be gone. It'd be better if they didn't even exist. Let me tell y'all something. That's the kind of folks the Lord's looking for. That's the kind of folks God uses. Why? Why? Y'all remember? So He, God, will get all the glory. So God will get all the praise. So Gideon hears about that barley bread. Oh, he knows what it means. He knew what it meant. He said, that's how they see us. And then he heard that fellow saying, that barley bread hit that tent and just tore it all to pieces. And uh, I don't know what the Greek word is for tore it all to pieces, but it's in there. It's in there. Hebrew. But um, he's giving them confidence. Now, they're going to go back and tell Israel, tell the 300 soldiers, Guys, we're going into this battle, but God's already won it. And then he tells them of the dream. He tells them what. And so I see those 300 soldiers. I don't know what you see in your mind, but I'll tell you what I see in my mind. I see those soldiers. I see them uh, square up and shoot, uh, push their shoulders back, and their head maybe was uh, tilted down. I got to tell you, if I'd have been in that 300 army, my head might have been down a little bit when I saw them camels and all those soldiers But uh, I think they lifted their head up when they heard that. God knew they needed confidence and God provided like He will for you an incident, a situation, a word that will give you confidence. Matter of fact, next time you're going through a battle, and it might be this morning, but when you're going through a battle, just say, Lord, I need faith. I need confidence. 
I need something to happen to let me know you're here, to let me know you're with me, to let me know you got my back. And you know what? I believe if God did it for Gideon, He'll do it for me. I believe if God did that for Gideon and lifted him up and encouraged him, He can do that for me. Let me ask you something. In some area of your life today, who needs a little encouragement right now? Amen. And, and so let's say, Lord, give us something. Show us something. Let us hear something. Maybe it's this sermon to let you know, let me know, God, that you're with me and I don't have to be afraid. Listen, uh, I, I thought about an old uh, saying that I see on Facebook once in a while. And I've heard preachers say it, and I'm going to try to remember it exactly like it is. I don't think I've ever used it. But um, somebody posted the other day, they said, I want to be so close to the Lord and walking in the presence of the Lord and the power of the Lord so that when I wake up in the morning, the devil has to wake up all the demons and say, y'all get ready, he's awake. Amen, amen. I want to be like that. And uh, I believe that is what the devils tremble at when they know we're operating in faith in God. It causes the devil to tremble. The Word of God teaches us, and I believe it, that if you're walking in the Spirit, if you're walking in the Spirit daily, there's a dread in hell because of you. There's a dread in hell because of you. Walk in the Spirit. Walk close to the Lord. Don't only rejoice and thank God you're saved, but let God sanctify you daily. Let Him refill you and anoint you with the Holy Spirit every single day. And there will be a dread in the kingdom of darkness because of your life. They were afraid. They were afraid. You say, me, preacher? I ain't nobody. I'm just a piece of barley bread. See, the devil hopes that Pharaoh Hardison... The devil hopes that Thomas, the devil hopes that you never find out who you are in Jesus. The devil doesn't want you to understand who you are in the Lord Jesus. He doesn't want you to stand, understand the power that is available to you since you got saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit. I heard one preacher say this, and I've never forgot it. He said, I've seen people who were so proud they could not be used by God. He said, but I've never seen anybody so humble that he could not be used by God. You know one of the reasons God put his hand on Gideon? Because Gideon was a humble man. He was a humble man. Now, God can't use you if you're full of pride. But there's one thing about it. You can be humble all you want to, and he can use humbleness at every level. God can work through your humility. God specializes in taking little nobodies and doing extraordinary things through them so that he will get all the glory. Listen to this. A tiger met a lion as they sat beside the pools. Said the tiger to the lion... Why are you roaring like a fool? That's not foolish, said the lion with a twinkle in his eye. They call me the king of all the beasts because I advertise. A rabbit heard them talking and ran home like a streak. He thought he'd try the lion's plan, but his roar was just a squeak. A fox 
came to investigate and had his lunch there in the woods. And so, friends, when you advertise, be sure you've got the goods. Amen? Amen. Amen. You might, you might roar like a lion, but it may sound like a squeak if you're not walking close to God. And Satan will come out there and take advantage of you. You might feel, I often do, I often do. Millie gets on me all the time. I, uh, I don't know how I come across to you, but i got to tell you, I'm, I'm one of the most insecure people you'll ever meet. And God bless you. And most people, I, I mean, you're about done. Hang in there with me. Uh, most people, <laughs> that's pretty good right there. Most people who, uh, who uh, have an a, uh, inferiority complex, uh, a lot of times you would never know because they try to cover it up with, uh, you know, being boisterous and being outward and that kind of thing. But God knows if you feel like a loaf of barley bread. God will use you if you've got the goods. Listen, He'll use you if you've got a clean heart. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, God will use you. There's a dread in hell that one day God's people are going to wake up and realize who they are in Jesus. Now let me close today with this because this is a powerful ending to this story. The Midianites were already afraid. They were already afraid. You say, but they outnumber it. I know. But see, they had heard of Israelites' battles before. They had heard, they probably heard the story of Jericho. They had probably heard the story of how, how uh, the Israelites marched over the Jordan and around the walls of Jericho. They probably heard that story and said, well, there's a lot more Jericho warriors than there were uh, uh, Israelites, but they brought those walls down. So they heard the story, and then they had heard about Gideon, I believe. They had heard about Gideon, and they knew Gideon was a, a man of God, that he was surrendered to God, and they knew that all the battles the Israelites had won, they had not won because of their mighty army, but they had won because of their mighty God. And, and so they're nervous about that, and this gave Gideon confidence by allowing him to hear that tenth conversation in order to build his faith and confidence. Well, how did it all turn out, preacher? How did it all turn out? Well, Gideon comes to them. And he says, fellas, all 300 of you said, tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to give y'all, I'm going to give y'all um, a couple things. I'm going to give you a, a trumpet and I'm going to give you a pitcher, like a tea pitcher. So here's your trumpet and here's your pitcher. So they got that under their arm, you know. And then I'm going to give you this torch. And we're going to go into battle. These are going to be our tools to go into battle. Now, I don't know what they thought. I don't know what those men thought. <laughs> but I think I'd have thought, um, you're giving us what now? A torch. A torch. I want to give you a tea pitcher, big old tea pitcher, and a torch. And, and I'm going to give you a trumpet. And my first question would have been, have you ever heard me blow a trumpet? So he tells those 300 soldiers, he said, listen, we're going to surround the Midianite army. He said, now, here's what I want you to do. He said, I want you to light that torch. And then I want you to take that pitcher and turn it upside down on that fire. So, so they won't be able to see the fire. And then I want you to get that in one hand. I want you to get your trumpet in the other hand. And I want you to spread out. And I want you to just get all around the children of uh, the Midianites. I want you to get all around them. 
probably up above them, maybe the Midianites are down in the valley and they're up on the mountain. He said, and then, he said, when we all get in place, he said, you're going to hear me blow the trumpet. He said, we're going to blow the trumpet. He said, when we blow the trumpet, he said, we're going to, we're going to break the pitcher and let the light out. He said, and then we're going to shout, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. So they surrounded him. The Midianites are down there. They haven't even, they're, they're probably getting ready to go in and take what the Israelites own. They're, they're preparing to just go in there and take it like they do every other time. But this time they've come to the enemy. And so he, he shouts the shout or he, 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 uh, he blows the trumpet, and those people hear the trumpet blow. He says, break the pitcher. They break the pitcher. All of a sudden, the Midianites are looking up. There's fire all the way around. The trumpets are blowing. Then they hear them shout, the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. You know what they did? You know what they did? They got so confused. How many of you remember old Jehoshaphat's story? You remember that one? Same thing happened again. They got so confused, they turned on one another. They turned on one another and killed one another. And so the Israelites didn't even have to swing a sword. They didn't have to throw a spear. They defeated themselves. All because of confidence in God. Faith in God. Now I want you to look at a scripture. Uh, Go ahead and put that scripture there uh, for me, Jenny. I don't think I can walk back up to the pulpit. Here we go. 2 Corinthians 4 and 6. Look what this says about us now. Look what it says. For God, he's talking about us, he's talking about believers. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Look at the next verse. But we have this treasure. What's the treasure? The light. The light's the treasure. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, human. It's in us. That fire's in us. We have this treasure, the light, in earthen vessels, our body, that the excellency of the power of, uh, may be of God and not of us. So what is that? What is that saying to us? That's saying that God wants the light to shine from us to a world that doesn't know Him. And the only way that light's going to shine from we who are saved is if we are broken. God uses broken people. Remember when Mary brought that spike nerd out to give Jesus some? What does the Bible say? She what? Broke the box. She didn't take the top off and just give Jesus a little. She wanted Jesus to have it all. She broke the box. God uses broken people. We've got a light in us that is way better than the cure for cancer. we got a light in us that is a cure for a person's eternity. And God wants us to live, I don't mean, I don't mean damaged lives, I mean a humility, a humbleness, a brokenness. God uses broken people. I think I've told you all this story before. I'll tell you this and then we'll come up and pray. One of the best preachers I've heard is, um, and he's in heaven now, but 
Dr. Ray Hughes, Dr. Ray H. Hughes, Church of God preacher, just an incredible, amazing preacher. I remember uh, he used to cry when he would preach. And one day on going home from church, I, I've heard him tell this story. His wife said, Ray, she said, when you cry, you are so ugly. She said, you make the ugliest face when you cry. It's just, it's just terrible. And he said that thing just hit him, and he decided, well, I won't cry no more. And he said he stopped crying, stopped letting uh, the tears flow from his life. He said, and I'm telling you, I dried up. I dried up in my spirit. I dried up in my walk with the Lord. And don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying tears necessarily mean you're more spiritual than somebody else. It's just illustration. And he said, I was preaching one Sunday, and he said, I felt the Holy Ghost come on me. He said, and I felt those tears well up inside of me. And I said, ugly or no ugly, here I go. And he said, I let those tears back out. I'm telling y'all, God uses broken people. He uses, he uses humble people. He uses people who think they're nothing but an old loaf of barley bread. They're the people God does his greatest miracles through. Why? Why? So he will get the glory. Amen. Let's all stand together, would you? Walk up here to the front with me and let's close in prayer up at the front. Got a song for us, brother. We're going to sing this morning a little bit. And I want you to just come while you're coming. And, and Brother Thomas, when you're ready, you just go right ahead and let's sing as the folks are coming. Change my heart, O oh God, make it ever true. Change my heart, O oh God, may I be like you. You are the
make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May it be like you. Now listen to me. This is what I want you to leave with today. This is what I want you to leave with. If you're saved, there's a light in you. You're that earthen vessel. You're that pitcher. There's a light in you. God put it in you when you got saved. And here's what you want to pray. Here's what you want to pray. You want to pray, Lord, let my life be so broken, so humble, that people can see the light shine through me. Listen, y'all. People are going to go to hell when they die if we don't get them saved, if we don't let our light shine. You know, we used to sing when we were little kids in Sunday school and vacation Bible school. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Hide it under a bushel? No, I'm going to let it shine. Listen, I know that's a little child song. I know this story today had some funny things in it, but that's serious business. Don't hide your light. Don't hide your light. Say, God, I want my light to shine forth from my life. And Lord, when an opportunity comes for me to let that light shine, don't let me shun that opportunity, but let me say something or do something that people will see your light in me. And want you because of seeing you in me. We've got to let God break us. Amen? So the light can shine forth. Lord, we're about to depart uh, this Sunday morning and go our way. And I pray that what has been preached in this series will start a brand new one next Sunday. But what's been preached in this series, Lord, I pray we will practice it. We will learn it. We will know it. We will do it. That we will not just say amen and go out and live as we were living. But Lord, you will change us and make us what we ought to be. In the name of Jesus, and everybody said, amen. God bless y'all. I love you. Thank you for coming to church today. The Pound Little Pentecostal Church Incorporated, copyright 2023.